0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome to the Tour Junkies Fantasy Golf Podcast presented by 18 Birdies. This is the PGA Championship. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Thanks for downloading the podcast this week. We appreciate it as always. This is the PGA Championship 2018 podcast from Belarive. It's the 100th PGA Championship. It's the last time they're going to play it as the fourth major of the year, at least for the foreseeable future. So me and Pat are going to break it all down. We're going to give you a great course breakdown, our picks. We're going to give you favorite GPPs. We're going to give you cash locks, and we're going to plant our flags and make some fades in every tier, and every category on DraftKings. We're even going to go and, uh, you know, we're going to disagree a good bit on this one. There's, a, there's some disagreement. There's also a little bit of agreement, but a lot of disagreement here, even as much as how we're approaching who we're going to pick and key stats for Bella So You're going to want to pay attention to that. You know, We're going to talk about, I don't know, a listener that has a unique T-shirt collection, Pat's new puppy, and all of that fun stuff. We want to remind you, as always, to go and download the 18 Birdies app if you do so and put in tour junkies, all one word, all over case in the promo code and play nine holes of golf on the app, you will not only find that it's the best golf app in the app store, but you also get a free year of premium membership, which unlocks all kinds of awesome features. The 18 birdies app is where it's at. You guys can download it right now in the app store or wherever you get apps, whatever kind of phone you have, whatever kind of busted thing that you operate day to day life with. So there you go. Hope you guys enjoy the podcast for the PGA Championship. May your screens be green. Here you go. Hey Pat, hey. do your um do your mic check thing again.
0: Check. Check one. Check check three. Skipping number two because two's a crappy number. <laughs> You're not recording that, are you?
1: totally recording that welcome to the tour junkies podcast everybody hope you guys are having a fantastic week it is the final major championship of the year glory's last shot and hopefully this is the last time we hear about it as this is the last time the pga championship will be the final major of the season for the foreseeable future as it's moving to may i believe right pat how's it going buddy
0: that is right. It's going well. By the way, how has that lasted for so long? Glory's last shot. They I mean, and how long have they done that? 5 or 6 years. They couldn't come up with anything else better than that? I mean, it's definitely it, is it Glory's sounds like last something you would shot, come up with, yeah. Still.
1: Yeah. Um, we're excited though. It's the it's the final major of the year. It's still a big show, still a big week. Then you have the FedEx Cup playoffs starting and that'll be exciting as well. We'll be continuing to deliver podcasts weekly. And, of course, the Ryder Cup is less than, I don't know, like it's like 55 days away for us before we leave. So very exciting um, for the Ryder Cup. You know, real quick, I do think we should recap the WGC. Um, Hey, uh, we faded Justin Thomas, and guess what? Justin Thomas won the golf tournament. Not not good on us. Not good calls on us. Sorry about that. Good news is you don't pay for the content, so – (laughs) <laughs> you can just ignore us for free and or you can take our advice and lose money and it didn't cost anything to at least pay for the content. But I still feel like it was a decent fade. We had a lot of reasons behind it. We were a little nervous. It's Justin Thomas, you know and and we you know we decide to to make a call. Um, you know, we, we want to give you bold calls, bold fades, and that's what we did with JT. Uh, the rest of our picks were pretty good actually, Pat. We had seven guys in the top 10. Twelve guys in the top twenty-five, so I think we did. I think we did pretty good, all things considered. I know you and I both had a, had a had a little bit of a profit, small profit, small green screens week, but we had a little bit of a profit, and all in all, you know, not not terrible. But JT was our fade. He did he did win thanks to everyone who tweeted us saying good pick on the Justin Thomas call. We appreciate that. We we had forgotten seriously.
0: yeah. I gotta say, there's not a whole lot of picks that I lose sleep over. But that was actually one of them come Saturday night. I, I woke up with a little bit of heartburn because I had faded Justin Thomas.
1: Yeah, it. Um, yeah, we, we definitely don't like to see that happen when we give you guys something and we stand by it. We, we, we stand pat, if you will. And then it worked. turns out the guy freaking wins the golf tournament. But we can't. You know, it's golf. It just is what it is. So sorry about that. We will uh, We will try to do better tonight. We've done some research. We'll be ready. Andrew Putnam. One, the Barracuda, Stableford format. Andrew Putnam, I feel like that's relevant. Like, the dude has been playing very, very well on a PGA Tour of late. Um, I mean, we've been riding him at every event for the last few weeks, and, and he's definitely doing he's doing really well this year. So you saw the win coming. I hate that it came at an event where we couldn't use DraftKings because uh, I definitely would have played a lot of him. I, 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 yeah, I think I would have had plenty of him because he's just been so good lately. So... First time win on the PJ Tour. Uh, good, good stuff there. We, Pat, we had a hundred thousand dollar listener this week. Hundred thousand dollars.
0: That was just, just crazy. I, that's, I, that's definitely the first time that's ever happened for sure. But wow, I was shocked by the way when I saw that come across. I was like, what, really?
1: Yeah, uh, our boy uh, John Crowner. He tweeted us won the forty four dollar club twirl and took it down all the way down he and in fact this is a testimonial here folks this is a testimonial said that it was thanks to the chalk bomb that he got off of kevin chapel who was the chalk bomb in the email late on wednesday night and switched it to ian poulter which turned out for him now john did not listen to us on the justin thomas fade good for him but he credited the chalk bomb and that is fantastic we appreciate that john Shout out to Ben Little for the Chalk Bomb content. If you guys do not already have the Chalk Bomb or you're wondering what the heck is the Chalk Bomb, it is a free piece of content that we send out every single week in an email on Wednesday evenings. It's all the last-minute pieces of ownership of, uh, of, uh, of information that you need to know before you set your lineups. Uh, the Chalk Bomb is the, the popular play of the week that we think is a fade, and we give you all the reasons why. Uh, There's always some great game theory stuff in there. We take a look at what the betting lines are saying about who's going to play well and who's not, who's maybe overvalued and undervalued. And then, as always, Ben Little's 10 facts that you need to know. Round out the Chalk Bomb email. It's a fantastic piece of free content. To get that, I will not waste the listener's time by asking you, Pat, how that happens because I'll just have to come back and say it anyway. You just go to tourjunkies.com, fill out the contact form And just say, hey, I want the Chalk Bomb. And when you do that, you're going to get an email right back. It's the double opt-in whammy. And you're going to go into that email, open it up, click on the button to say you want to subscribe, and it should hit your inbox Wednesday night. You're going to want to get that, especially for the PGA Championship. We'll have some juicy content there for the Chalk Bomb. But, again, it's free, it's amazing, and it helped John win $100,000. And if you've been getting the Chalk Bomb lately, at the very bottom of the Chalk Bomb, we say... If you change your avatar on DraftKings to a Tour Junkies avatar, which you can also download on tourjunkies.com, if you change it to a Tour Junkies avatar and you finish top five in a select few GPPs that we list, you get a free piece of swag. But if you win, we send you a free tailor-made driver, brand new, in the shrink wrap. And guess what? John Crowner is getting a brand new driver pat that's pretty it's pretty amazing buddy pretty that amazing. is
0: that is pretty awesome I, I gotta say i'm happy for the guy and it's funny because he he wins 100 grand
1: i know and then we gotta buy him a driver
0: and, but then but he immediately said he he hashtags like something about a new driver i'm thinking you just won 100 <laughs> grand but you're almost more excited about the new driver
1: no kidding
0: but that's great. i know it is kind no, of it's kind of a awesome. weird
1: thing like we, i feel like hey man um like not uh,
0: hashtag i'm rich yeah, <laughs> hashtag give me my new driver.
1: Oh, yikes! But yeah, congrats to him and everybody else who had some green screens this week. Appreciate the uh, the love there on Twitter. Also, the fantasy draft listener league, which this is this this was the second week we've done that. Uh, an old friend, iPod Todd Todd Smith at iPod Todd won the fantasy draft listener league. And and I don't know if you remember this, Pat, but I remember iPod Todd being a early 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 listener of the tour junkies podcast like maybe one of the maybe one of the guys who listened at the very first show like one of 60 people and he i know uh, we shipped him a, a, a the, the original tour junkies t-shirt way back in the day um he was a buyer of that he's been a longtime supporter of the tour junkies and we greatly appreciate old todd smith and so because you won Again, the rich get richer. Because you won the contest on Fantasy Draft, you sir are going to get a Brookline Ryder Cup replica T-shirt. Once we have them available, we're going to save one back just for you, and that's a pretty freaking sweet deal. So you, dude, you know what? iPod Todd will have two of the most, like,
0: sought after, rare,
1: <laughs> sought after potential relics down down the road. Pieces of tour junkies. apparel merchandise ever.
0: He really will. I didn't even think about that.
1: That's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah, he's going to have our first T-shirt. It was a totally different design. And now he's going to have the Ryder Cup replica shirt that we're literally selling less than like a hundred of them. That's pretty pretty good.
0: What do I get for second? Because I finished second in the list. Oh, you
1: did finish second in that. Congratulations, man. You get whatever money you want. That's all you get.
0: I don't get something like... um, Yeah, can you help that I don't have to do for TJ this week or something like that? No,
1: no. Can you help pay for um, uh, John's driver with that with that income? Sure. Yeah, yeah that'd be good. Uh, hey, so we're going to run that contest one more week. This is the last week we're going to do the Fantasy Draft Listener League. It's a GPP, $5 entry. I think it's a two max entry. It's really easy. We'll tweet out the link, and if you don't have Twitter – Shame on you, you should, if you want to do ball and DFS, and you should be following us. But if you just are absolutely against it, you can email us, info at tourjunkies.com, to get that link. Um, we'll do that contest this last week, and the winner also gets a Brookline Ryder Cup shirt. It's your last chance to win a Brookline shirt. Otherwise, you got to buy them. So, there you go. Um, in other news, Pat got a puppy. I did. A very cute puppy
0: you put it on Twitter it's amazing you put a you throw up a puppy on twitter and the engagement is just incredible
1: mm. whenever uh, we get people that like like troll us which we got some of that this past week yeah um one one loser trolled me for just saying that i like that i enjoy new york and i'm playing trump national fairy point <laughs> so he trolled <laughs> me for that um and then, you know, we get the we get we get other trolls from time to time. You should just reply with nothing but the picture of your puppy.
0: That's a very good idea. Like, whenever I get a troll, just, hey, puppy, cute, can't get <laughs> mad puppy at Puppy in your face. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's been a long time since I've had a dog, though, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, he's very calm. I feel like they may have drugged him, but when I picked him up. Like, <laughs> I think, like. Did he get into the Tito's
1: bottle at any point?
0: He, he is not yeah <laughs> he's not going to by the way trolls out there are going to say oh my god
1: and everybody's name is Golby his name is Golby yeah. yeah awesome uh, um, I saw one one person on Twitter recommended Lo, which you would get that joke if you listened a few weeks back at Pat's yeah. Lo.
0: speaking um, of Tito's
1: you should name him Tito's
0: that's a, that is exactly or Tito. I wanted to name him Tito's my wife didn't like that idea
1: she, she liked Golby instead. That's sweet.
0: But I am on Tito's tonight.
1: Same boy. Same. Back,
0: back to the open podcast.
1: Same. Uh oh. Uh oh. Go well, we're to gonna Tito's we're,
0: planet tonight.
1: We're gonna shorten this one up so we don't get to to planet Tito's. There. Uh, this one's not gonna be two hours.
0: No, so. we're gonna stay. We're gonna stay in the rocket ship on the uh, on the launch pad, <laughs> and we're just gonna try to. You know, we may we may like sort of go out there into the to the ozone layer or whatever, and. And, yeah, you know, circle around, yeah. but we're not we're not going all the way out to the to the planet.
1: Yeah, yeah, good good to know. Hey Pat, I mean, I, that's really all I got, man. I, I think we, um, I think we get hit with the course breakdown, some, and we talk some stats. We talk a little bit of strategy, um, and then uh, let's get into some other things. We'll make some picks. Wow, we're, we're gonna sp- we're gonna spend some good time on picks tonight.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, we're at the hundredth. PGA Championship at Bell Do you, you
1: say a hundredth or do you say one hundredth? Uh,
0: a hundredth? A hundredth?
1: A, a hundredth? What do you we're say? At, we're at the a hundredth? Yeah, what
0: do That's you say? That's what you say?
1: If you were going to write that out, you'd write, we're at the a hundredth PGA Championship?
0: No, I would say hundredth.
1: So we're at the hundredth, you wouldn't say one hundredth?
0: 100th, I would write it out. I literally would probably write it out like H-U-N-D.
1: <laughs> you said, we're at the I-100th. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, we're getting started in a, in a good way here. All right, 100th PGA Championship at Bell Reef Country Club in St. Louis, Missouri, playing at 7,300 yards. It'll probably play anywhere. They'll set it up anywhere from 7,300 to 7,400 yards. Par 70. Originally designed back in the late 1890s, so an old kind of fashion course by Robert Trent Jones Sr. It was renovated, though, in 2005 by Reese Jones. Um, there have been a couple events here as far as the tour is concerned. You, you know, you had the 2008 BMW Championship, which Camilo Vijagas won. And then you also had, not in the field, by the way, at least I don't think.
1: Guns did. McGee, yeah. Camillo.
0: And then you had the 1992 PGA Championship here. Also a couple senior tour majors they played here on this course. Uh, you got bent grass, greens. That's uh, one of the things I've read is is we've seen they, they've had a hot summer there. Um, I think they're burnt out a little bit around the edges and the perimeter. I don't think when you're you're really around the where they're going to put the pins, you're going to see a whole lot of um bumpiness but you might around the edges so you might see people uh see these players take wedges around the greens kind of get it over that Uh, or if they got long putts because here's the thing these greens are enormous i mean they're some of the largest greens they'll play all year long so they're gonna they're if if you know they're not hitting it close they're gonna have some long putts where you know some of that you know some of that Where it's burnt out on the greens could be tough for him, but I don't think it's going to be a huge deal. I saw where DJ played it today and basically just said there wasn't anything to be worried about. Um, you got Zoysia fairways. um, You've got um, deep bunkers out here around the greens. I think bunker play is going to be huge uh, along with scrambling. Uh, The rough here is, you know, it's going to be – it'll be – It'll be deep but it's going to be fair i don't think it's going to be something where you got to lay up if you hit it into the rough i do think there's a premium on driving accuracy i do think you've got to hit these fairways in the right spot but i don't think you have to be terribly long i think if if you know i don't think length is a huge advantage on this course um i think if you you're hitting fairways um then then you should be okay um this is just it's a traditional PGA Championship style course. I mean it's it's almost like any other course you see on tour. There's no tricks out there. There's not a ton of water hazards that are they're going to get you in trouble. Uh, it's just all right there in front of you. So and I think you can score. Um you know, you've it's it's not going to be set up it's going to be set up difficult, but not too hard for these guys. Uh, I think a lot like last week actually at Firestone. I think it's going to be very similar. Um Looking at stats for me, obviously recent form, uh, strokes gained approach, proximity. Uh, I think proximity is huge with these big greens. Um, also, past champs. You got Justin Thomas last year. You have Jimmy Walker the year before that in 2016. Jason Day in 2015. Rory in 2014. Furick. Is that right? Furick in 2013? No. That's not no. right. I read I that wrong. I, 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 that was... Rory in 2012. <laughs> so Why did I write down Furyk? I was like, what the hell? So,
1: I, I don't know. I, there's already a little disagreement here, which makes me think there's going to be some disagreement on the picks. I, are you believe with,
0: me, I know Furyk did not win here. I don't, I don't no, know I know that. that was... no, I'm not talking about
1: that. I'm talking about on, on the course, on the some of the key stats and stuff. So, are, are you done with the course breakdown?
0: Uh... Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I do agree with you. I think, you know, the PJ championship, listen, it it is, it is, it's not, it's not the greatest test of golf. It has not been historically. It's, and that's why you have a lot of, you know, you've got guys like Keegan Bradley, Jason Duffner, who've won uh, recently, and then they can't seem to pull it together um, in the years, in the years subsequent. But It just kind of opens it up to a lot of people to me. Um, So I do think a lot of different people can win, but I think historically over the last few years, it does play to bombers. And I think this, I think Bellarive is no different. I'm not putting a premium on accuracy. Uh, I'm putting a premium on accuracy from, uh, on, on approach shots. I do think proximity is important, especially with big greens, you know, and these greens are also a typical Jones design, a lot of undulation, as you mentioned, so it's hitting it into the right tiers. It's, you know, it's, it's playing the tiers from the fairway, considering, you know, if I land it here, where's it going to roll? If I miss it here, what's going to happen? You know, so I, I think proximity is, is very important. Um, but for me, I'm looking at distance. I, I, think, it's, I think it's a Bombers – I think Bombers do have a pretty good advantage here. Uh, and obviously we say that every week, like length is an advantage anywhere. But I think Bellarive is – a course, where length is even more of an advantage. If you, if I, if I think about it, um, so I, I'm targeting bombers. I, I really only looked at strokes gained off the tee, proximity. Um, I am looking at at birdie or better, and uh, so because I, I know that you know, if you look at PGA Championship scoring lately, it's been like you said, it's kind of been like a lot of other tour events, 15, 16, 17 under can win this thing, unlike, the you know, the Open and the U.S. and at times even the Masters, obviously. So uh, I am looking at, at birdies uh, gained and guys who are aggressive. Um, so that's – for me, that's really it. Like, I'm not really waiting any any putting stats. It is bent grass. So if you if you want some tiebreakers, if you really like digging into the stats, I think some tiebreakers could be bent grass putters uh, or guys who, who play – you know, who putt better on bent grass – maybe guys who are better lag putters uh, with these large greens. But for me, I'm really not going to get bogged down in that. I want guys who bomb it, gain strokes off the tee, guys who are are hitting well into the greens and the proximity numbers are up, and and guys who are are making birdies and taking advantage of the scoring opportunities when they're dealt. Uh, Because there are some scoring holes out here. There are also some really long par fours and some pretty long par fives out here where I think, again, length is a factor. So for me, that's it. And obviously – current form and ownership you know we're going to talk a lot about gpps tonight and 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 large gpps you got another millimaker maker in DraftKings, so ownership being a big deal uh I, I think that's that's it for me i mean so there's some disagreement i got a feeling we're going to disagree on some picks as a result
0: probably so jason duffner won in 2013 by the way
1: yeah, not, not Fury. How the
0: hell did I write down Jim and Fury? Really sure. I mean, obviously I was looking at past champs, but I must have just sat there and anyway, whatever. I you know, I, I get it what you're saying with the bombers, but I still think that, that you're gonna see at the at the end of the day come Sunday, now I don't I don't wanna hear it on Thursday or Friday, but I think you're gonna see some folks up there who aren't traditionally known as bombers that are that are up there on the leaderboard.
1: Yeah, um, I want to talk about ownership for a minute. I mean, it, this past week was a good example of you know you, you you don't like you can't fade everybody just because they're going to be high owned. So don't ever if you're if you're new to this or you're kind of an intermediate player and you're playing GPPs, don't ever hear us say that you should fade everyone just because of high ownership. You know, JT, we all we all knew it was going to be high owned because the price was so low. And that was a big reason why we faded in. You know, was the, was the, the high ownership. That was our choice. That we just said, hey, that's going to be a guy that we're gonna we're gonna walk away from. Um, but you know, obviously, it paid off really well. If you went ahead and and, and ate the ownership and went with him anyway, you just can't have a lineup full of guys like that. Vice versa, you get a nice edge on the field when something like DJ at the Open Championship when he missed the cut. Like you know, you, you get an edge on the field when a guy like that's twenty five percent owned, and he's he's trunk slamming. So, you know, the ownership game is interesting, uh, but it's never an all or nothing. You know, fade all the you know fade all the chalk, and you know play all the low owned guys just because they're low owned. It's never like that. You you have to make those decisions, um, you know, pick those players accordingly. So ownership's important. But but feel free to take a stand on guys uh, and, and play them, even if they are chalk. If you just really, really – if they check all your boxes and you really, really love it and you're fading other high-owned guys and GPPs, take a stab at it. So uh, that's important. And obviously fansharesports.com, that's where we go on Wednesday nights, uh, along with some Roto-Grinders projections over on rotogrinders.com. Both of those websites can give you some fantastic – very accurate ideas of ownership and FanShare can tell you who all's getting talked up. They write their ownership article every week. Logan over there writes the uh, the taking the pulse article. Jimmy DFS does a fantastic course breakdown if you want something a little more detailed. Uh, so FanSharesports.com is where you can get that. It's very easy. Monthly membership, super easy. And if you're playing GPPs, that's uh, that's what you're going to need to do. So that's that's my little rant on ownership before we before we get into this because obviously it, that's going to be a factor with so many people coming into play uh this week any would you add anything else there or any other thoughts on your strategy for the week
0: no i mean i I agree i think that's very well said very well said and uh you know what i'm ready to get into some of these players because i I want i'm I'm ready for some disagreement before we
1: do that i want to look at some prop bets oh wow um uh, specifically, uh, well, one prop bet. So, our friends over at mybookie.ag have some Tiger Woods Phil Mickelson uh, $10 million match prop bets. That, that's one, that you know, that's obviously something going on. Phil and Tiger looking to play sometime around Thanksgiving for $10 million. And so, MyBookie throwing up some prop bets, which is pretty fun. Um, and I want to talk through some of these, uh, Pat. By the way, if you don't have a MyBookie account, you can go to mybookie.ag, sign up, use the promo code Junkies, all one word, all lowercase, get a nice deposit bonus when you do that, when you make your first deposit. And yeah, we'd appreciate it. And listen, if you've signed up and you didn't make your first deposit of $50 or more, you need to do that because you never know when we're going to throw some free stuff at some people who've done that. So I'm just saying, if you've signed up and you had not put any money in it, you need to put 50 bucks in there at least... And uh, we'll slide something your way, maybe, just uh, you never know. So I want to talk through some prop bets real quick. Pat, you up for that?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: First of all, Tiger is a fairly heavy favorite. Minus 150, Phil, plus 120. What do you like there? We don't know the course they're playing, which is obviously part of the issue, but.
0: Um, what was it again? Tiger minus
1: 150, Phil, mm-hmm. plus 120.
0: Uh, I'm such a sucker for Moneyline anyway. I'll go Phil plus 120.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of a sucker for that too. Um, All right, here's one that I like. Tiger's shirt color on the $10 million match. Red, white, black, or any other color. Here's the question. Here's the question, Pat. Could you make a legitimate argument for any other color other than red?
0: Oh, man. All right, well, let me... Let's see here. Let's talk through this a little bit. So, is this gonna be? There's not gonna be any like under the lights type stuff, right? Like you know, I last week. I, I mean, be, I guess you don't know. I, I, don't I know. doubt it. I'm sure it'll be. During I mean, the day. it's probably gonna be held in like prime time though, don't you think, or not daytime? What is it? I mean, I mean, I know it'll be daytime, but I mean, like, you know. <laughs> Are they gonna start late so that's like closer to you know prime time for the East Coast or I mean I don't Dude, know? Could, I don't know. What what does that matter? I don't know. It could matter, like you know, Tiger may want to wear a shirt that looks better, you know, on TV at night. I don't know.
1: So in other words, you can't talk me into any other color than red.
0: I don't think you could do any other color than red.
1: <laughs> Golly, that was painful. That was a very simple question. Very simple. Um, I agree. Can I, we I make think an it's, argument. No, I mean, I, I just no. I I don't. If he's gonna come looking to cut somebody's throat, it's
0: it's got to be it's got to be that right. Plus, um, it's prime yeah. time. It's like gonna, the way it's built up. He's got to be in uniform come Sunday. So, I mean, come yeah, yeah. showdown whenever it's gonna be. It's probably not gonna be Sunday, but whatever. I think it's <laughs> gonna be red next
1: question yeah i agree um well i I thought that i thought that was a i thought that was an important one i I, I felt like i feel like that's easy money it's plus 250 it's plus 250 for red um then there's 350 let's see hold on i just lost my page here okay tiger phil oh god they even have they even have phil's they even have phil's uh shirt color the the mizzen and main um, shirt color. All right, tigers. They have actually. I'm sorry. Red is plus two hundred. White is plus three seventy five. Black is plus four hundred. And any other color is plus two fifty on tiger shirt. So I think the plus two hundred that feels like a fairly feels like a fairly safe
0: bet. Yeah, I'd go that and and plus two fifty on black for Phil. The
1: the maximum bet there is is twenty five dollars. So unfortunately. You know, you, you can't do you can't do much more than I would, you can't do any more than that. But as, that's still
0: as a dog fan, as as everyone knows, we are. I would love the red and black combo. That'd be sweet.
1: Yeah, that would be nice. Um, some other props are let's see, odds to win. All right, well, Phil's shirt color. The favorite right now is white. So white. That's
0: what I just said. I think it's going to be black.
1: Oh, you think Phil's shirts color is going to be black?
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Red and black. Well, you get, get you get plus
1: two fifty there. Um, yeah. See, I think Phil. I think Phil could be. I think this could be. Any other color is plus six hundred. I mean, what if he rolls out there in gray? Yeah. I think that could be very Phil. I think I think that one's up for grabs. So anyway some fun prop bets there over on my bookie you can bet on and obviously you can bet on top european top american for the pga uh the top brit the top um all all kind of fun stuff so and of course you can bet on matchups round matchups tournament matchups all that stuff so mybookie.ag promo code tour junkies all one word all lowercase just wanted to hit a, a few of those since those are kind of fun we don't get those every week they're usually not out this time of uh this time of week so Okay, Pat, I'm ready. Let's get into some picks for the PGA Championship. Uh, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to do it like we did the the Open Championship. So we're going to take the 9K range and up, the 8K range, the 7K range, and the 6K range, and we're going to give you guys our favorite GPP plays in those categories. We're going to give you cash locks in those categories, and we're going to stand Pat, right? We're going to stand Pat and give you some fades in those categories. We're going to give you some very clear picks, the guys we like the most in GPPs, and then cash, and then our fades. All good? We ready to go?
0: Yeah, let's go.
1: All right, let's start at, let's start 9K and above. That's where we're going here. Um, here's where I'm going, Pat. I may surprise you with one of these, all right? The guy I don't think I'll surprise you with. Is a guy I've been on for weeks. I was on him for the Open. Um, I was even on I was him for the U.S. Open. You come to a place like Reve I feel like, ball-striking golf course, got the length, has the accuracy, um, can score, has played well in big-time events, yet to win that first major, but I feel like the Keegan Bradley, Jason Duffner, Jimmy Walker-type major breakthrough that we've seen come at the PGA Championship could be looming, and I like the price at 93 hundy Tommy Fleetwood is a GPP play for me little chalky maybe I could see Fleetwood in it around the 15 to 17 percent line in the millie, in the millie maker, for example but I, I'm willing to to eat that small amount of chalk maybe go overweight on him a little bit um he's fifth in birdies gained in this field checking boxes off the tee uh, in both short-term and longer-term. The, the iron play's been off a little bit for Tommy. That's the one knock on Fleetwood. Iron play has suffered a little bit lately, but typically he's known to be a really solid iron player and an overall ball striker. So um, Fleetwood is one of my favorites, 14th at the Bridgestone, 6th at the RBC, 12th at the Open, 9,300. Thank you very much. So Tommy Fleetwood is one GPP play. Now, the next guy is the one I think you might be a little surprised in, just because it's not normally a guy that I, I jump on, but finished sixth at the Bridgestone, second at the Open Championship. And believe it or not, in early early ownership projections, as of now, he's projected at like 11%, and it is Rory McIlroy at 11,000. <laughs> yeah, did, did you see that coming?
0: Yeah, No, I, no, I didn't.
1: Yeah man, I I am liking Rory here. I, a lot of people heading up to DJ, then skipping down to Justin Thomas, Kepka, all that. I mean, obviously Spieth is going to be going to be the lowest owned guy in here um, for the I mean, maybe Rose with a lot of people worried about the back injury, their back spasms or whatever, but you know, Spieth not playing great, still looking a little iffy at 107. Um I just think there's going to be a lot of folks on DJ and then jumping down. And and apparently the the projections right now, like I said, have Rory around 11 or 12%. I will take that all day on what I think is a bomber's golf course, a high ball flight golf course, a scoring course. Rory's won the PGA. We know that. I think this is a prime spot for Rory McIlroy. Love those two guys in GPPs. What about you? Wow.
0: I am surprised about Rory. I mean, when you look at last week, I mean, basically he just kind of lived and died by the driver. I mean, he he literally took that thing out and was not afraid to hit it. And I'm okay with him. I mean, here's the thing. When we were talking about the course breakdown, just because I said I feel like it's not a bomber's course and that there are players that can, you know, do well that aren't bombers, it doesn't mean that I don't like bombers. I mean, you can't can't not like bombers at all when it comes to, you know, any – course on tour every single week so yeah yeah i mean i, I wasn't saying that it's you know i'm fading all bombers because that is not the case at all but i agree i think rory is a great play there and actually it was between him and dj at the top when i was talking about you know when you wanted me to come up with my two favorite gpp plays because you know what dustin I don't, i'm sure his ownership might be you know, fairly high. I mean, it's going to be over twenty percent, I'm sure. But it's, I still like him in GPPs. I just, I love him this week. I'm not, you know, I'm typically I have faded the top price guys lately in in a lot of events. But I'm just not going to do it for him. I think he's just just in great form. We saw what he did Sunday at the Bridgestone. Winning at RBC, he even gave an interview after the Bridgestone and he said he really didn't even think he played all that well. And he he just and he dominates it at the RBC. So. I like DJ 114. He is one of my favorite plays. I was surprised that you you said Fleetwood actually. I'm I don't know if he's I don't know about him to be honest. You know, you mentioned proximity so did I. He's 99th in the field and what I'm looking at in proximity, I just don't know. I, I think I may fade Fleetwood this week actually. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I
1: know, the, the proximity numbers are not good. His iron play lately is not good.
0: It's not good, but... But
1: he's still, but despite that, he is still finding a way to get it done.
0: Yeah, I know, I mean, he is. I mean, he's scoring, for sure. Um, All right, who's I your think, other
1: GPP play?
0: I think my other GPP play is going to be a guy that you absolutely love, and that's Brooks Kepka.
1: yes, yes.
0: At ninety six hundred. So
1: you're you're eating a little chalk on these because I think Brooks. No, and DJ I don't think he's going
0: to be chalky because I feel like people he never. Oh,
1: here we go. Here we go. Pat Pat ownership projections. No, I'm not. Pr- <laughs> I'm not projecting
0: ownership. But I mean, if you're looking across the board here, um, I don't know how much. I can't really. I, I definitely couldn't predict how much difference there's going to be here. Um, but but Kefka to me is just you know one of those guys that seems to be overlooked. He won the U.S. Open. Um, you know, and I don't know. I, I do. I love him this week, though. I think this is a great course for him. Obviously, been playing just fantastic this year. Uh, ball striking is is right there. Off the tee is there. Um, as far as par four scoring, uh, you know, everything but other than scrambling really is like the only thing that I'm I'm not really seeing out of him lately. Um, so, I like Kepka as, as a GPP play. I don't think that's well. True. Yeah, There's a lot of guys in here that could be chalk. I don't know. Yeah, don't
1: he's think. gonna be chalk. I mean, like, do you think all right, do you think who's gonna be higher owned? Kepka or Rory?
0: Um I do think Kepka over Rory.
1: Yeah, agree. Kepka or Fowler.
0: Um, I think Fowler. Mm mm.
1: Yeah, I I think the days of Kepka being overlooked are gone, uh, and and the value is too good. The scoring potential is good on a course like this. I love Brooks's game for this place. I do think he's going to be chalky. I, I think, like I said, people are going to go to DJ. They're going to overlook Rory. You know, the highly public events are going to go to Tiger. Uh, you know, the highly public players that don't play often are going to go to Tiger, and then everyone else is going to be JT Brooks. They're going to be right there with those two. I so, will say
0: this: if you're if if there's you know, if that that brings up the question to me is in okay if you're looking at it later on the week and you see Kepka's a little more shocky than you you want him to be when you're looking at ownerships you know on fan share I mean to me the the pivot off of that is to Ricky
1: okay what about uh, what about your cash lock in this range
0: cash lock is going to be JT Really? Like JT at 9,700? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a fantastic so why, price. So, why it. are you
1: playing him over? Why aren't you playing him as a GPP play instead of Kepka?
0: Because I don't know. I think he's going to be higher owned than Kepka is. It's not. It can't be by much, though, right? Like a couple percent? I don't know. I mean, you're asking for a cash lock and 9K and above. I like Justin Thomas as a cash lock. I think he's price. he could easily be priced in that 10K range. Oh, I mean, yeah, he could. He's, he's definitely a fantastic, I mean, I like the high ball flight here. He's got – obviously, you know, he, he hits it a long way, which you love this week, um, coming in on great recent form. You know, I think he's i think he's just a, a guy that if I'm looking at, when I think of a cash lock, I don't even know if I'm immediately thinking of ownership. I'm no, thinking I'm, of a yeah, guy I'm not, that either. I can, I'm not that either. I can fit into my lineup because of his price, fit other guys, you know, they're lower than him, and, and have the most solid lineup that is going to be all cut makers that I could come up with, and I think he allows you to do that at that 9700 price and his recent form, and I think he's a good course fit here
1: okay so question would you all right forget DraftKings, forget ownership forget price forget all that just pick one player to do better in the tournament one jt or brooks
0: to do better in the tournament
1: yep gun to your head who's going to finish higher in the tournament jt or brooks forget value forget price forget all that stuff gun to
0: my head i'd probably say jt
1: Okay, I'm glad you said that because I was going to rail you if you said Brooks in that scenario.
0: Why? Um, like, what is your... What well, because you, then what you in that case, if, if you would have
1: said Brooks, because in that case, if you would have said Brooks, I would have said, oh, well, then Brooks needs to be your cash play because you don't care about ownership. You, you, the price is actually $100 cheaper. You get it?
0: No, I understand what you're saying, okay. but I mean that's why that's why I asked you when that. When when you go into the, here's another thing too. When we go into this where we're talking about cash and GPP and whatever else, it's it's extremely hard to sit there and base it off of ownership and whatever when we're talking on Monday night, when yeah. we haven't heard, we haven't seen anything this yeah. week. So it's, it's it's you know, you could you're kind of splitting hairs a little bit here by getting too into the weeds here i'm just right? trying to
1: get the people a fair a, a good idea of who pat perry really really likes because we all know my picks are garbage at least that's what i hear well so. who
0: do you really really like damn it i mean <laughs>
1: shit so, <laughs> so my cash lock is tommy fleetwood i, I so I you're just, going with
0: gpp he's your gpp and your cash lock
1: yeah why not
0: okay i'm
1: all right yeah, with that. yeah yeah absolutely i think he's, he's great price uh, if i like him enough in gpp's uh, i mean i like him for way more than just a slightly lower ownership because i think he's still going to be 15 he's not like some super low owned guy yeah. so i'm not really playing him in gpps for that i'm, I'm just I, I like the play i like I, I got a good feeling about it i like the ball striking i like how he's getting it done despite struggling with the irons a little bit i feel like if that comes around this dude can win a pga championship no problemo so that's my cash lock all right two fades two fades in this area i'm going to start with mine I'll, I'll go easy. Uh, Jordan Speeth is a fade for me. He will be the lowest-owned guy here. So you could definitely come around Wednesday night, see projected ownership on Jordan Speeth sub-10%, and you know what? Say, hey, I need some of that in my life, and go ahead and get it, and more power to you, Cowboy. Like, knock yourself out. That's, in fact, what I did to the Open Championship. The Open Championship, nobody was on Jordan Speeth. I took him. Me he helped give me some green screens. He didn't win, but he did pretty good. This week for the PGA, it's not anything like the Open Championship. It's not a plotter's course. It's not a grinder's championship. It's a score your pants off type of week. And Jordan is just not doing that. He is pretty horrible in strokes gained off the tee, no matter when you look at it. Pretty horrible in strokes gained proximity. He literally checks zero boxes that I looked at. So I'm out on Jordan. Um, The other fade for me also projects uh, in the in the high 70s low 80s in the last 12 rounds and the last 24 rounds in strokes gained off the tee at 9900 I'm fading tiger you know if you're playing in the Millie Maker, it's just my thing I, it's going to take i don't know what it's going to take for you to play tiger in a gpp like i just i'm fine because he continues to be highly priced um, priced in that range where you basically you're getting close to, like, needing him to win, to, to, like, really return value when you consider the price and the ownership that he's going to carry just by being Tiger Woods. At $9,900, you are getting close to that. I think he's probably at that point where, like, you need him to, like, top seven or eight and really, you know, score for you. And I would just rather take the chance of him not doing that and, um, and fade him. So Tiger and Jordan are my two fades.
0: Wow, so we have total agreement there. <laughs> those are your two exact two that I wrote down. We're talking right. about Jordan. I feel like those are fades this week for all the reasons that you said. Um, one thing I'll, I do want to mention a guy that I think that um, he's coming off the injury last week where he withdrew, and that's Justin Rose. I, I would not get too caught up in that. Um, Agree. I, you know, I think that's. I'm not, glad you brought that up. We haven't mentioned him as one of our favorite plays. But, you know, you saw – like, look at a guy like – I know there's an age difference here, but you look at a guy like Bryson DeChambeau who got injured and in, I guess it was the John Deere Classic, comes back the next week, plays really well over in Europe. Um, you know, so I think that um, – I, I just – I would not get too caught up with that. I think Justin Rose is still an extremely solid play despite backing out of that tournament. He knew he wasn't – you know, if he wasn't top, in top shape, don't play the tournament because he's going to have to play four days or if he, you know – Starts and then withdraws. He looks; it makes him look bad. So I I think you know I'm not too worried about him.
1: Yep, I think that's a good point. Uh, It's back spasms. It's not like some crazy. I'm sure the rest probably did him well. I I think he's going to be one to look at. Like he's one to visit on FanshareSports.com. Come Wednesday night, check out on Rotor Grinders Projections. Because I mean, if you can give me, if you give me Justin Rose at 12 percent or 13 percent. I could easily see myself doubling the field in ownership, having like 25 percent of him. That way, if he does, you know, screw the pooch, he doesn't totally wreck half your lineups. I think that's a, I think that's a good, I think that's a good call. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, all right, Pat, let's skip down to the 8K range. Anybody else that you feel like you need to talk about up here in the 9K and above? No,
0: that's it. Um, okay, that's it.
1: All right, 8K range. Two GPP favorites. I'll start. um, First one is Bubba Watson. I like. Are you kidding me, Watson? I told you I like the driving. I like the driving ability. You know the 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 prowess needed on this golf course. There's some dog legs worked in here in this Jones design. I like Bubba being able to get a little creative with the ball. Um, I just. I don't know. I'm kind of interested. He was seven. He was around seven and a half percent owned at the Bridgestone. I think he was around 7% owned in the open, so not a lot of people. You know, he might creep up to like 10%, but people don't like to play Bubba, and the form has been kind of back and forth. So in GPPs, you get a guy who is gaining strokes. He's top five in the field in strokes gained off the tee in the last 12 rounds and the last 24 rounds. He's top five. You get a guy who's doing who's doing that. You get a guy who's won major championships before, and you get a guy who can score with the best of them. So I think I think Bubba's definitely in play. I mean the the proximity numbers aren't great, but at eight thousand, I love the value in addition to those other things. So GPP play, love it. Now one of my absolute favorite plays of the week, and I'll go ahead and spoil it. Um, he's actually. Going to be my cash lock, but he's also a GPP lock. Patrick Cantlay, I was all over him last week. He played great. I am all in on Patrick Cantlay this week. Checks the box, top ten, and strokes gained off the tee, last twelve and twenty four. Checks the box in proximity. Checks the box in birdie or better gained. Um, you know, we we just saw we just saw Cantlay finish sixth at the Bridgestone, twelfth at the Open Championship. Um, he he puts. Decent on bent grass compared to everything else. Now his ownership could be fifteen percent or so. He was kind of there for the Bridgestone. He was five percent for the Open. So I do want to check his ownership numbers and see what happens. But I mean, the dude is just absolutely clicking right now. Um, I mean, he's he's just he's crushing it. And last uh, last five tournaments, he's just sh- destroyed it. t to green, and the short game's been good. So I love me some Patrick Cantlay at 8400. I will be I guarantee you whatever his ownership comes in at, I'll be at least double. So if he, if he's projected at like 15, 16%, I'll be over 30 on him. Love him. And he's my cash lock.
0: Wow. I am uh I'm totally with you on Cantlay. He's he was one of my plays there in the GPP uh you know category, I think. Um for all the reasons you said. I I just cannot believe um I don't know. I, I just, he is to me the guy out there that is just the next stud. And it, it just, we haven't seen the wins from him and everything, but they're coming. So I love some Cantlay. I'm totally with you there.
1: I mean, for Keegan Bradley to win this thing in 2011, it, <laughs> True. Patrick Cantlay can easily win this.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I agree with that i totally agree
1: who are your two gpp fades here favorites sorry
0: favorites um so yeah cantley was one of them that that you just mentioned Um, agreement there the other one is right up at the top i like patrick reed at 8900 he's a guy that i just think comes to play when it comes to majors for the most part i like him here you know he's he's uh you know checks a box for me from a scrambling standpoint um also approach is pretty good. You know, he's he's been he's been putting well, um, drafting scoring. So I like some I like some Reed. And I think he's just a guy that is for some reason just like it's kinda like Kepka to me, is a guy that just doesn't seem to get enough credit week in and week out. We all hate him um, because of how his attitude and we talked about that a few weeks ago, but I do like Reed at eighty nine hundred. I think he's gonna be low owned. Um, he's right there, sandwiched in there with Hideki, which is probably going to be low on two. But you got Stinson below him. you got Day and Rom just above him. I think he's going to be forgotten and he's going to be lower on than he should be. So I do like some Patrick Reed at 8,900. I will say hmm. this a guy that I think is going to be sneaky in this area that you, you, you wanted our two favorites and that's going to be Mickelson at 8,300. Just gonna throw that out there. I know he's not. Well, you gave perfect. me three
1: guys. So who are your two favorites?
0: Those were my two. Were Reed.
1: Oh, I thought Cantley was one.
0: Cantley and Reed. Mickelson was just kind of like uh. my guy, like my sneaky guy that I'm not putting him up there. Uh, okay. Not okay. two, but
1: yeah. All right. Well, I disagree with you on Reed and Phil. I'm not in on either one of those guys. Reed is not checking the box and stroke and approach lately now. And I've also been a big fan of Reed this whole year I've been on Reed. So I agree with you. He's a, he's a guy that can turn it around at any moment in majors. Um, um, so I don't know, 8,900. I think I'll, I think I'll fully fade Patrick Reed and just not interested in Phil and his mizzen and main dance himself. I think I'll, I think I'll pass. All right. What about your, what about your cash lock? Who's your cash lock?
0: Uh, it's Tony Fee now. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think he's pretty just- safe bet. It's it's just a safe bet. He's played well in in, in majors and all the majors. I mean, he's just been great. And so I, I think it's very hard. You mentioned you like length. He obviously has that. Um, matter of fact, I think he recorded the longest drive last week at the Bridgestone and Firestone. So um, to me, it's just it's extremely hard to 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 not have him at this price be your cash play at eighty four hundred. I mean, off the tee, approach, ball striking, all of them recent form he he checks it all so i think tony finow is my cash lock for the week
1: yeah um like i said mine's can't lay so in terms of one fade in this range i'm gonna i'm just gonna take the easy route i think sergio Sergio. uh we're both
0: gonna go there i don't even want i mean there's no other Played so (laughs) bad yeah
1: he's really just he's really been bad um He's outside I mean, I don't the top one hundred.
0: Could make an argument against him being a fade.
1: The only argument is ownership and pedigree. That's it, and I that's it. And I get it. You know, if you want to blow a few shares on Sergio, and I mean, listen, the millie has got how many hundred thousand people playing in it? A lot of entries. You got to be unique. The dude's won a major before. We know he can bomb it. We know he can score. Um, he's but he's he's looking at sub probably five percent ownership and and that that is tempting i gotta be honest i mean, you could be overweight on him by being 10 percent. so i mean there's some interest there let me tell you um, something
0: coming from a guy who's just been the the sergio
1: you have been a sergio homer
0: like, just homer <laughs> yeah guy like do not fall into the trap this week don't do he, it he i've done it zero so many boxes. times <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it this week. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Please, somebody, by the way, sit, tweet at us or email us, info at tourjunkies.com, and tell me on Wednesday, Pat, do not take Sergio. Because <laughs> I'll do it. I
1: guarantee you. Everyone put a reminder in their phone to, yeah. to tweet or email Pat. Um, all right, before we get into we're going to give you four GPP favorites. In the 7K range. I'm going to give you four. Before we do that, I want to talk about Bryson DeChambeau. This dude is an absolute head case right now. Like, like total head case. Are you playing this dude?
0: Yes, I am.
1: Oh, f- you're a head case.
0: Yep, I am. As a matter of fact, you asked for four GPP plays in this category my first play that I wrote down, now this does not mean he's number one as far as in, in this order, but Bryson is right there at 7,900. Ugh. Look, I don't care what you think about the guy. He can play golf. He's got, there's, there's right a couple on the line. Um, he wants to keep showing that he can play. I know he had the, I don't want to say fake injury because it wasn't a fake injury at the John Deere, but I don't think it really was that big of a deal. Um, Checks the box and approach. Also, ball striking um, off the tee. He's he's pretty good. Around oh, three. off the tee's
1: been a disaster. He's been a disaster off the tee.
0: Well, I'm looking at the last 24 rounds, and he's uh, in the top 30 in the field.
1: Dude, in, okay, in the last 24 rounds, yeah, he's 31st in the field. Okay. In the last 12, he's 84th because in the last 12 is going back to the to the. To the Open Championship when he was on the driving range after one of the rounds, beating his head against the tent because he couldn't figure out what the heck he was doing. Fine,
0: whatever. I don't care. You can you can bring all of your your stats and whatever I just think it's not he's...
1: stats I, w- I watched the guy he had like his I whole team it, but I standing around the, well the track here. man all scratching their heads and this guy looked like an amateur out there who couldn't figure out why he was shanking his driver he's banging his head up against the tent and okay. then he's going off the rails losing the match against the dude in europe Fine, he's whatever. a total head case right Bring it
0: now. don't play him then you don't have I'm to not. play him you don't have, i mean he's fifth in proximity that's one that you liked as far as uh, strokes gained on you know on par 4s, he's in the top 10. What else do you want from the guy? I mean, he's he's an elite player. That's I want probably him to not gonna be, be on the mental, Ryder Cup team, And I want him to not
1: be figuring out a driver on a course that I think driver matters a lot. That's what I want. So I'm not playing him. I don't I just I think Let's do, let, we need to work we need to work up another bet because I really 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 I need redemption. From the Olison Keegan, Bradley, butt-whooping and the Butler activities that I'll that's be doing, that's not at the Ryder getting reversed. Cup. By the way, I'm don't not saying try it's going to get. I'm not
0: trick me into some other bet where you don't you don't have to end up being my Butler for a day. I'm not damn doing it, that. You're going to be my Butler for that day.
1: I know that. I know that. I'm saying I need redemption, so I I need you to do the Kiki challenge, and we got to come up with a bet. And I got a feeling it's going to be Deshambo bet because I I don't I vehemently disagree with that one. Dude's a total nut job. Alright. Who are your other three GPPs?
0: Golly. Um <laughs> Gosh you fired up now. Here it comes. Alright, so I got I got Neiman. I think Neiman's a, a
1: What? Okay.
0: Checks the box on ball striking approach. Top ten in the field. Off a T. Top ten in the field. You love that off, off the T stat. So I think that uh uh, I think he's a great play at 7600. I love that price for. him. I mean, look, I know this is his first major and everything, and um, you know, or a first major as a pro. I guess he did play in the Masters, but you know, I, I think he is a very good play this week. He's just been solid. He's taken on any challenge he's had. This young kid, and he's done well. So I don't think you can discount him. So I love some Neiman this week. Also like Ryan Moore. I think he's a very good play at 7400. And this guy I know you're probably going to hate, Brant Snedeker at 7,500. You know what? He's kind of in sneaky good form. He missed a cut at the PGA Championship. But other than that, he's been pretty good. So I, I think that, um, I think, as a matter of fact, he's got a top 10 at the Canadian Open. He was third at the Greenbrier Classic. Um, so he's, he, I, I, the Open, I think, was an outlier for him. So, I like some Brant Snedeker also at 7,500. So, there you go. There's four GPP plays for you. Hate on it all you want. You
1: said Bryson, Neiman, Moore, and Sneds. Yes. Yeah, I really – okay, well – So, this um... is – now,
0: this is where some of the guys that I think are not the bombers and all that kind of stuff are, are sort of coming into play here.
1: Yeah. Um, okay i'll i'll start uh i will eat a little already started
0: by the way already started this range okay got it
1: um i'll i'll eat some chalk here with ian poulter i'm gonna continue going down the ian poulter train he's
0: not a gpp play
1: yeah he is a gpp play well
0: he's my cash play so whatever well great he can also be a gpp play
1: fantastic good for you so we agree on poulter good um so i, I think poulter just it's too good of a value at 7400 Guy's playing too good right now. Uh, one GPP play that I think could be, despite your horrible ownership projections at the Open, uh, I think could be sub 7 or 8%. He's a bomber. He's uh, experienced Charles Howell. I-, I like Charles Howell here at 7,200. He burned me at the Open. He definitely burned me at the Open. But he checks the box. Last 12 and 24 rounds and strokes, ain't off the tee. Um, proximity has been okay in the last 12 he's gotten better uh, so I'm going to go with little Charles Howell at 72 my one of my favorite GPP plays and I do think like Poulter could be a little chalky is Luke List I the guy's gaining a lot of strokes off the tee the iron play has dropped off a little bit we saw him earlier in the year just pounding greens with irons I mean the guy finished like top 10 or something. at Harbortown, which was never a course, he should have done that. He just he was peppering greens with his irons, but it's dropped off a little bit. I hope, like Fleetwood, I hope to see that creep up, and play a little better this week. Uh, the guy does score well, and he's seventy-one hundred. I'm giving you some cheaper plays here. I mean, Charles Howell seventy-two, List is seventy-one, uh, and then the last GPP play that I like, another cheap guy, seven grand. Your boy J.B. Holmes. I'm liking some J.B. Definitely checks the box and strokes gained off the tee, kind of, uh, kind of like top third in the pack in proximity. If you look at it, um, so in I, I, decent, decent form, decent form out of out of JB um, and Luke List as well. Luke List in, in not bad form, but actually JB's form has been pretty crappy. But I, I, I was looking at Luke List, but JB's form has been pretty crappy. But that's why he's a GPP play. So I'm in on the JB train. My cash ask for two cash plays two cash plays
0: oh you asked for two okay
1: yeah it's clear in the notes pat you just have to read it Mm. if you do a little preparation before the show if you do yeah your brother came with copious notes much many props to him where's chris perry when we need him um my two cash locks are ian poulter and luke list again those are the two chalky guys that i picked in gpp's and I think they're chalky for a reason. They're checking boxes. Their scores. They're good values. So if you're gonna roll with uh, some cash plays down here, I think those are as safe of bets as uh, as any. So, well, all right. I who's think, your other cash play?
0: Um, well, I was gonna say that actually my first thought was gonna be um, Zach Johnson, but it's it's actually I think Webb should be a good should be a cash play. I mean, seventy seven hundred. Playing just solid all Yeah, it's year a good
1: long. value. It's a good value. I
0: mean, I think he could be a, a, a pretty good cash play, but it, it would be between him and Zach Johnson for me. I'd probably go Webb over Zach.
1: Now, what about the other Zach Johnson? There's two in the, in the field this week. Make sure you play the right one, people.
0: Good Lord, what?
1: <laughs> Jeez, you didn't even know that. You didn't even scroll down to the bottom. There's another Zach Johnson in the field.
0: Yeah, Tell I'm not you. playing any... What are you doing? Um, there's a Zach J. Johnson at 6,100. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not playing him. <laughs> All right. Make sure you Three. play the right Zach Johnson. Yeah. Good not don't,
1: don't look at the 6,100 and be like, oh, my God, what value? Um, that should be a prop bet. Which is, is the, the money line on Zach I. Johnson beating Zach Johnson?
0: Zach I. Johnson is going to end up getting some sort of, you know, like – instead of 0.3% ownership or point well actually point 1 <laughs> he's going to be like 0.9 because
1: yeah because people are going to mistakenly think that DraftKings mi- horribly mispriced the real Zach Johnson Zach eye that sounds all right all right now I asked for three fades cuz the 7k is a big range I asked for three fades I'm going to give you two of mine because you named them as GPPs Bryce and DeShambeau, who everyone's heard my argument on and this one, I'm holding my breath on, and I don't have great arguments for it, but Joaquin Neiman I wrote down as a fade. Now, he does check every single box. He checks all the boxes. But it's a fade from the ownership slash, you know, inexperience angle. That, that's the justification. He was 18% owned at the RBC. He was 18% owned at the Deer, Eight, 20% at the Greenbrier. I mean, the ownership, everyone is on to to Joaquin Neiman. So you're not going to get the rookie playing in his third major, actually, because he played in the Masters or the U.S. Open two years ago. You're not going to get the rookie in his third major going under the radar. It's just not going to happen. So I will take my chances on the potential 15 to 20% owned Joaquin Neiman and fade him all day long. That's my only justification. But you are right. He checks. All the boxes. So if you just love Joaquin Neiman and you want to play him, play him. But him and Bryson are fades for me. The last fade for me is a guy that we faded in the chalk bomb last week. It is Kevin Chappell. Still not jumping on the Kevin Chappell train despite the drop in price. I'm just not a believer yet. He's been horribly inconsistent this year. Not the Kevin Kevin Chappell that we've... Uh, that we've that we've known in years past. And and that's unfortunate. I like the guy. I, I really like Kevin Chappell. I'm a fan of his, but he's not been he's not been great. Finished sixth at the open, everybody fell in love all again, all over again. And then he goes to WGC and finishes fortieth. So I'm out on Chapel, DeChambeau and Neiman. Your fade, sir.
0: All right, so I'm going to start off with one of my fades, and that is going to be J.B. Holmes, a guy that you'd like. I just don't see it. I, I know you'd like the Bombers this week, um, but the form isn't there for me, so I will you not. You're fading J.B.? Yeah, I'm fading J.B. Okay. Um, also, Adam Scott. I think he's going to be a, someone that people just tend to gravitate towards here. Uh, he's a big name here in this in this uh, 7K range at 7,600. He's a he's a guy like Sergio. I keep going back to him every week. I feel like he's going to, you know, something's going to happen, but it's just not going to happen this week. So, I do not like Adam Scott and Chesson Hadley. It's 73 at yeah, 7300. Don't like him. He hasn't been in great recent form. Missed the cut at the Open was T72 at the John Deere Classic. Uh, it just has not really played fantastic. Yeah, he's a guy that I know a lot of people were on earlier in the year. I think it's it's done. I think that run is over. And so Chesson Hadley will be a fade for me at 7,300.
1: All righty. All right. Do you want to start the 6K? We're down. Anybody else? I'm sorry. Anybody else in the 7K that you'd like to talk about?
0: Um. Oh, shit. Are you okay? Sorry. I just spilled, I spilled my Tito's. Damn it. <laughs>
1: anybody else 7k
0: i i i will say this about the 7k range well about a guy kevin kisner no i gotta mention him because we didn't talk about him in the open show i do think even though he didn't prove this right when it came to the the bridgestone last week there is still that Ryder cup narrative with him i know how bad he wants to make that team so And he's going to be low-owned because he just hasn't. I mean, he's, he did play great at the Open, but he didn't play great the two weeks following that. So he's obviously going to be low-owned. I still think there's a reason to play him. I think that narrative is, is, is a factor. And, you know, so I could see me playing him in some TPP lineups for sure.
1: Oh, You know what? We, we, I, we apologized the week after the Open Championship because we missed – Kisner being in horrible form, but we knew how badly he wanted to to be on that Ryder Cup team and how badly he needed a good finish, and he came in second. Here we are again after that, missed cut at the RBC, 39th at the Bridgestone, so bottom of the pack.
0: Basically, he probably would have missed a cut if there was a cut.
1: Would have missed a cut if there was a cut, and here we are again. And, you know, officially,
0: well, you know,
1: Officially, he's got this event left, and then he's done um, with with Ryder Cup points. I believe that's right, or it's next week. I think it's I think it's next week, maybe. Uh, but he's got only a handful of events to to impress enough to be a captain's pick. It's just tough, man. Uh, he's kind of like Sergio. He, you know, last year he was he was in the final group on Sunday at a PGA Championship where at Quail Hollow, where you had. Uh, a lot of people talking about the distance and how it had been lengthened, and he's a short hitter. Although, Kisner's gained some length. He's, he's not as short as a lot of people think he is. Uh, he's not as Zach Johnson. I mean, he, he hits at 300, 310. Yeah, he can, um, get,
0: it out there. Plenty, he so, can get out there plenty so good enough for this course. Yeah,
1: he's got enough length. But last year, you had that same thing. And he finds himself in the last group, crafts a bet on Sunday. There it is. So, he's kind of like Sergio in that his ownership is going to be like 3%, 4%. So, if you just really buy into that and you want to play him you can go overweight on him in the field and big gpps at 10 percent. you'd be twice the field on him but i'm looking at it i mean he lost five strokes off the tee at the bridgestone he lost five strokes off the tee at the canadian which i'm sorry i'm sorry that was t to green t to green that's what he lost he's just saving himself and i say that that's a loose term with his putter because, I mean, he saved himself a 39th at the Bridgestone and he missed the cut at the RBC. It's all been the putting. Now, he does putt well on bent grass greens, but to Green, he's just been an absolute train wreck other than the Open Championship. And before that, it was really the RBC Heritage back in April was the last time we saw him really gaining strokes to Green. Um it's just, it's I don't know what it is. It's just weird, man. I, I want him to play so well. I, I don't think that when it comes down to, like, narrowing my player pool, I don't think he'll make the cut. But, man, I'm pulling for him. And, and again, I think he'll be like Sergio, super low-owned. If you want to go double up on him, you don't have to have him in many lineups to do so. So if you're playing a lot of lineups, you can do that. That's my thoughts on Kiz. Oh, but I hope he plays well. Um, all right, 6K range. Do you want to start this off, or do you want me to? We got we got three GPP plays in the 6K range. I you started
0: 7K, so you're starting okay. 6K. All
1: right, I have three that I like, and then I have one that is, like, basically dead even. Uh, basically I basically have four, is what I'm saying. All right, right off the bat, uh, a guy that I talked up last week, and it proved to be quite the nice play is aaron wise i think this is a great spot for aaron wise just absolute bomber of the golf ball gaining strokes off the tee played well last week on his way to you know like i said uh, i think he finished where did he finish he finished sixth last week um he was three and a half percent owned so i mean he'll probably get a little bump in ownership this week but Uh, gaining strokes off the tee, gaining strokes, gained over two shots at the Bridgestone in approach play. Uh, I think Aaron Wise is a a really strong play if you want to play somebody at Uh, 6,800. Actually, just above him at 6,900, added to the field today, winner of the Barracuda, Andrew Putnam, I think is definitely in play. I mean, Putnam has been, we talked about it in the beginning, like he's been really good even before he won the, the Barracuda. I mean, in his last five events, he's gaining a stroke and a half off the tee, a stroke in approach, a stroke in around the green, a stroke putting. He's just been really, really, really solid. So, I think Putnam is in play at 6,900. I don't mind that play at all. Um, the last guy that I that I had, if I gotta pick three, the last guy in that third range is Hal Tong Lee. We've seen how Tong play fairly well in majors. He actually putts better on bent grass, than considerably better, actually, about a half a stroke better on bent grass than he does Bermuda and Poa. Um, didn't do great at the Bridgestone. Finished top 40 at the Open, uh, 16th at the U.S. Open. So he's, he's kind of showing up for big events. 32nd at the Masters. He missed the cut at the Players, which is no good. But, you know, kind of showing up for big events. And at that price tag of 6,700. I like Hao Tong Lee in GPP. So those are my three guys. Uh, I'll see what you say before I add my fourth because I do have a fourth GPP play that if you really want to get crazy, I got one. So why don't you, why don't you go first?
0: Wow. Okay. Um, well, I love some JJ Spawn this week. Uh, I think he's he's a very good play. He was uh, played extremely well last week at the Barracuda. Ooh, Barracuda. <laughs>
1: Yikes. <laughs> he's a he's a ball striker. He's definitely a ball striker. So,
0: I like some JJ Spawn. I think he's he's definitely a good play. Um, I will have him. I like uh Siwoo Kim. Okay. I you. Yeah. I
1: thought you were going to mention Siwoo. I don't mind him. I, I mean, yeah, I don't mind him.
0: I thought Siwoo would be one of your plays. I think he he is a a very good play this week um, is is sort of a hit or miss guy when it you know week in and week out, um, but I but I'm okay with him. I think he's uh, you know again that's just just a guy that he was he was top ten last week at the Bridgestone, uh, t29 the RBC Canadian uh, made the cut at the Open Championship. Just you know one of those guys. I know he's not terribly long, but I, I think he, he can play this course well. So I do like some Siwoo Kim. My third guy, I think, is going to be Bo Hossler. Oof. I like, some, I like some of the Haas. Uh He's a guy that's played very well in a lot of tour events this year. Um, and, and I think that... Dang it, what the hell? Sorry. Lost my train of thought there. Um, anyway, I, I like Bo Hostler at 6900 as well. Uh, he's right there around those guys like Billy Horschel and Jimmy Walker and Pat Perez, a lot of guys that people be on, but I think Bo Hosser is going to be very low-owned, and he's just been solid in a lot of tour events. I think this is a perfect course for him, so he will be my third pick there in that GPP range.
1: Is there anyone in here that you would feel comfortable playing in cash?
0: I think Brian Gay.
1: What? Then why would he not be a GPP play? He's going to be like 2% owned.
0: Actually, you know what? I thought about that. It was funny because I was I was sitting there looking at it. I was like, "David's going to sit, he's going to he's going to like I don't know. I, I guess yeah, he could be a GPP play." So. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Well, I wouldn't play anybody in this range in cash I, I think the field is strong enough you do not have to mess around i with think this. you
0: can play some in cash i do think yeah. i think brian gay's a guy that you can play for sure in cash i think um jj spawn's a guy that you might could play in cash so hmm.
1: yeah I, I don't think so as much as i like you know wise and putnam and those guys i, I don't think so I, I think you stay in the sevens mid sevens and above get your cut makers through uh, that That's the key with cash. You just got to have the six cut makers. So you don't have to play anybody above 9,500 in cash. So if you're not doing that, then you really don't need anybody in the 6K range. You can you know, live in that.
0: Everybody always says that, but is that really the case?
1: Yeah, that is really the case. Yes, yes. I mean, like for the most part, not every time, but yeah, for the most part, yeah. You just need six guys through the cut.
0: No, I know getting six guys through the cut, but is it... You're sitting there saying, like, you don't play guys below 7K for cash. I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I, I can, you can make a argument for any of these guys. For of course
1: cash. you can make an argument. I'm just saying that, like, percentages, the percentage play is not to do that. That's all I'm saying. Yes, yes, they're outliers. Sure, yeah. You just Sometimes you just love being – you just love disagreeing with me for the sake of disagreeing with me. You. you have no rationale behind it.
0: Possibly. That could be true.
1: all right um i don't have any cash plays but i do want to go back i have one more gpp play uh that, that i that i mentioned um and this is a this is a deep one this is a deep one but he finished ninth at the pga championship last year okay jordan smith european tour player pretty much stays on the European Tour. We don't really see him a ton. He missed the cut at the Open Championship, but just by a little bit. Um, But a ninth-place finish at the PGA. He is an absolute bomber of the golf ball. Checks the box in in, strokes gained off the tee and distance over on the European Tour. He's just dirt cheap. I mean, $6,400. He's going to score. He is a bomber. And again, look at his ninth-place finish last year. It speaks to... The PGA Championship. It is not a, you know, extreme test of golf. So anybody can pop up and play well here. And the ninth place finish by Jordan Smith last year is, a, is, is you know, a demonstration of that. So 6,400 in GPPs. You want to get crazy. He might make my player pool and find his way in a handful of lineups. If I'm, you know, if you're doing 30, 40 lineups or more. So that's me. Um, all right, you know, last. I
0: think if you're throwing out that, then I think Sung J M at sixty five. Who? Sung J M. <laughs> who the hell is that? You don't know who that is?
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think you do. I think you probably think of somebody else.
0: No, <laughs> you got? Are you kidding me? Who is Sung J M? Maybe I do think it's somebody. No 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 wait actually no, I'm correct. Yeah. Golly, you may, you made me question myself sometimes. <laughs> Sun J M is leading the web.com tour and on the money list. Oh yes, yes, yes. Has yes, won yes. several tournaments this year. That's I think right. he is and he has dominated in a lot of the tournaments that he's won. So I feel like he is a good play there. I think he's at sixty five hundred on DraftKings. Um I think it's a great play. A guy that if you want, I say great. I mean, he's a he's a guy that's he can play. He's he can play with these guys.
1: My mind was going to the European Tour, and I was like, "Who is Sun Yeah, you know, I, I know who you're talking
0: myself, about. Damn it! Well, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, I mean, all I right, watch so, golf. I know what the heck I'm talking about. And you, you were like, I was like, wait a second, is this some guy that I'm not thinking about? <laughs> all right, the last thing
1: that we'll talk about, I asked for. Uh, we did this at the Open Championship, a chalk fade. In the 6K, okay? Now, this is where we had issues with you on Planet Tito's for the Open Championship. Uh, I asked for a chalk fade. I said Grillo, and you went nuts that I would ever even think about doing that. Then you proceeded to miss the cut. So, a chalkier fade in the 6K range. My guy, if you look right now on Roto-Grinders, is projected at 9% down here in the 6K range. At 6,700. Olsen. The thorn in my flesh. Thorbjorn Thunderbear Olison. So if I gotta pick a chalk fade, I'll fade him in his last five tournaments. Last five tournaments, he is not even gaining a stroke off the tee. He's less than a half, uh, minus a half a stroke gained in approach, and minus a stroke and a half in around the green. He's gaining three strokes on the putting surfaces. So Thorbjorn is rolling the rock, which we know is variable and can go at any second, if I've got a bail on a guy that might be a chalkier 6K popular play, it's Storbjorn. That mother... Oh, wow.
0: Um, I don't know. This is... I don't like this question, for one. I just don't know if I have a really great answer here. Um, there's you probably two, don't. There's two guys here that I think are big names that'll be higher end than I think they should be, and that's Billy Horschel and Kevin Knox um mm, interesting so of those i would probably say not nah. i mean look i know we okay, don't yeah we don't go by um you know this is obviously of course they haven't played since 1992 but Na has never traditionally played well here at the pga championship he's missed three yeah, he's cuts out of the last four years yeah, he's not a bomber so i'll go with Nah,
1: but you want to continue to play the short knockers but okay
0: uh
1: <sighs> <sighs> All right, let's talk one-and-done, buddy. Who was your one-and-done last week, by the way? I forgot. I had Rome. Brooks Koepka,
0: and it wasn't oh. showing on the screen uh, or when I was Dang. looking at the... Uh, thing. What did I he had... finish? Like, top? Hell, oh, yeah. He finished fifth, buddy. I took some, got some distance on you again.
1: Ah, okay. Um, All right, well, my one-and-done, I haven't taken all year, obviously. And I'm going to take a big gun in the majors with a lot of money on the line. I'm going Justin Thomas. I haven't used him yet. No better, no better place to use him than the ah, big purse PGA Championship.
0: Well, guess who I have not used yet, and that who? is Dustin Johnson.
1: Oh, really? You haven't used DJ? DJ will be my one and done this week. <sighs> All right. What about a what about a dechambeau bet? I, I need I need to talk through this.
0: I need. I mean, DeChambeau what do you bet. need? I don't know. I mean, we could. We can right. settle
1: this now
0: or we can settle
1: this with, well, with first of all, if you lose, you you gotta do that Kiki Challenge video. That Kiki uh, I, challenge is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, you're gonna be doing it. All right, you're taking to I don't know
0: what I don't know what I'm gonna get you to do. I've already gotten you to do one okay, well, you thing. Gotta think, you gotta think about that.
1: Um, what if I do what if I go Bubba?
0: What's Bubba? A K? Yep. What are we saying? Bubba over Deshambo? Yes. Oh, I'll go to yeah. I'll do
1: it. Ooh, yes. That's I don't know the, I don't know First... what my bet
0: is yet though. I can't Okay, get... well
1: you gotta figure that out. You don't have any ideas
0: like brewing in that brain of yours? No, I don't I don't have any um Kiki Challenge. Kiki Challenge is so dumb. <laughs> um <laughs> uh... i feel like i'm holding people up here i don't, I don't yeah you are you're holding people up you i don't have anything at the top of my you're mind.
1: not known as the creative one in this relationship anyway
0: I, well i came up with the butler idea i thought that was pretty damn that good that was
1: pretty good I, ga- I gave you weeks notice on that though
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see that's that's the thing though so how, how long are you going to give me to, to come up with this like
1: i mean you got to come up with it pretty soon like before the tournament starts i'm not going to agree to it if i don't know what the heck it is. give me
0: 24 hours
1: you won't you'll forget i'll be reminding you tomorrow All right, that's the PGA Championship. Glory's last shot, the final major of the season. Man, Pat, the next time you and I are talking about a major, it will be the Masters in 2019. That is absolutely nuts. But we appreciate you guys listening to the Tour Junkies podcast. It's always a good time. Hope you guys see some green screens this week. Be sure and hit up the Chalk Bomb Be sure and change your avatar. You can win a driver like our boy John. Be sure and get in the Fantasy Draft Listener League. Win that Brookline Ryder Cup t-shirt. If you don't, go and buy one because they're awesome. And, uh, yeah, hope you guys have a fantastic week. We appreciate it. We appreciate all the listeners' support out there. Thanks to everybody who's nice to us on Twitter and who leaves us fantastic iTunes reviews and appreciates all the free crap we put out and do. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. So. David Barnett tour junkies PJ championship
0: See ya. Out. it's maybe the night the let me know on the stars closure on the stars are Tell me what you going to do to me confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet bring a sword bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me
1: Alexa play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay maybe-
0: With Amazon Music, a voice
1: is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.